Hello and welcome to the Freedom Baptist Church podcast from Freedom Baptist Church in Mineola, Texas, where we're free from the chains of sin and death. Thank you for listening and please enjoy.
I'm going to call your first your attention to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 29 through 31. Give me just a second. Verse 29. Shall I not visit thee for these things? He's talking about Israel. Saith the Lord. Shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? A wonderful and horrible thing is committed into the, hand, into the land. The prophets prophesy falsely. The priests bear rule by their means, and thy people love to have it so. What will ye do in the end thereof? Father God, I ask that you just bless the reading of your word. You promised that your word would not come back void. Dear God, I pray that in these few short minutes, you would set a fire in the souls of the people in this congregation. For the ones listening. Dear God that you would touch hearts. Touch minds. And let them see. What is going on. Father I ask now that you just use me one more time. Dear God that you would take me. And use me any way you want to. I ask these things in the shed blood name of, shed of Jesus Christ. Amen. Go to Habakkuk. Where the text, about the majority of our text will come from, the back of Habakkuk. Habakkuk was a contemporary of Jeremiah. They lived at the same time. They pretty much preached the same message. Habakkuk is a book of four chapters. Excuse me, three chapters. Each one of these chapters has a a meaning has a revelation to us today. Habakkuk was looking around at his land, the land much like we have today, a land where everyone had turned their back on God, had had gone off and worshipped their own gods. If you remember, in the book of Judges, we're told that every man did right in their own eyes. We've got a nation of people who do right in their own eyes. They want things their way. They want sin to be abolished. They don't want their sin preached on, their petty sins preached on. And like I said last week, every one of us has a God that we worship. Sitting in this room right here, we have a God that we worship. Many of us have a God of vacation. That's all we live for, is the vacation. Many of us have gods of football. Many of us have gods of concerts. Many of us have made heroes out of ordinary men. You can tell who loves God by the people that, that take out of their time. And like I say, this is a hard weekend to preach because the majority of people are on the lake. They're, they're cooking hot dogs, hamburgers, brisket, 
And all those things are great and wonderful. But they take the place of God. They chose to be out on the lake. They chose their God of pleasure more than the eternal God of heaven. We discussed just a few minutes ago about eternal life. Do you realize that everyone has eternal life? You're going to spend eternity one place or another. You're either going to spend it with your maker or you're going to spend it in the pits of hell. If you're going to spend it with your maker, you have to do what he says. You have to worship him as God. You have to crucify all your little gods. And Habakkuk was looking around. He was seeing the declension, the decline of Israel. He was just seeing the, the fighting. He was seeing the sin. He was seeing the priest selling, them, selling themselves. Selling God's mercy for a price. You can go back to Moses' time and look at it. But Habakkuk got tired. Habakkuk threw up his hands. And in chapter 1, he said, The burden which Habakkuk, the prophet, did see, O Lord, how long shall I cry? And thou wilt not hear. Even cry unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou show me iniquity? And cause me to behold grievance for spoiling and violence are before me. There are those that raise up strife and contention. God said in verse 5, Behold, ye among the heathen are guard and wonder marvelously. For I will work a work in your days of which ye will not believe, though it be told you. For lo, I raise up the Chaldeans, the bitter and hasty nation, who shall march through the breadth and length of the land, and possess in the dwelling, possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. You got nothing to look at. This week, in world history, the United Nations are offering uh, nations to join. We're looking at the end, folks. We're looking at a one-world government. We're looking at time getting short. Just like it was for Habakkuk in Habakkuk's day. He said to God, how long? How long? And God told him, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. The majority of the church today of Jesus Christ walked through that door. If John the Baptist walked through that door, if Habakkuk walked through the door, Jeremiah or any one of the prophets walked through that door, we would throw them out. We become so smooth. We become so so fat filled. We become so so embittered, so emboldened in our own sin that we call we would call Jesus intolerant. We would call Paul a heretic. Paul, who wrote 14 books of the New Testament, you get him Hebrews, and I believe he did. The first thing, God's going to work a work. 
whether we like it or not, God's will will be done. Now, over here in verse in chapter two, we're going to go through all of them. We're going to pick choose a few verses. Starting with verse two, or verse, chapter two, verse one. You got to realize Habakkuk was down. He was down in the mouth. He was begging God. He was asking God, "What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why, God?" The real churches in the United States are asking, why God? Why? Why are these things happening? And I'm going to tell you why they're happening. They're to drive the real believers back to Christ. I've told you before, I get four or five messages every day from all over, all over the world. 60,000, 100,000 people worshiping Jesus. But not one life change. Folks, I'm here to tell you when Jesus comes in, life changes. You don't live the same old way. You don't walk the same old way. You don't talk the same old way. And if you can be comfortable in your sin, if there is no reproof, there is no rebuke, if you can live the way you used to live before you made a profession of faith, you might want to check up. Because when Jesus comes in, He gives you new life. He gives you a new heart. The book of Romans tells us that we're dead in trespasses and sin. That we're dead in trespasses. We've been brought to new life. But Habakkuk was hurting he was a true prophet after the reign of Jeremiah. Habakkuk was begging. Why? When are you going to come, Lord? When's this all going to happen? When's this all going to happen? And he said, one of the most profound, God said, one of the most profound things. He says, I will stand upon my watch. And set me upon the tower. And will watch to see what he will say unto me. I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered and he said to me, Write the vision. And make it plain upon your table that he may run and readeth it. For the vision is yet appointed. A time appointed. Folks, this is yet a time appointed. You can look through all the prophets of the Old Testament. You can look through Daniel, Isaiah, Habakkuk. All of them. All of them prophesied the end times. All of them. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not be through it though it tarry. Wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. It's so important. That word right there is so important that it's repeated three more times in the book of Romans, in the book of Colossians, in the book of Hebrews. The word tells us that we are justified through faith, that the, the just shall live by 
faith. Not by what we see. We see the world. What we say coming to an end. We see sin on the rise. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Habakkuk was hurting. He was torn. He didn't see God working. He didn't see God working. He wanted God to reveal himself. He wanted God to make things right in the children, with the children of Israel. But God said, told him, he said, I'm going to raise up a hasty nation. I'm going to raise up a nation to come conquer y'all. You do realize that the Chinese, that the world says that if China, if we get into war with China, it'll last less than three minutes. Think about these things, folks. We're at a point in time in history that never has been before. One push of a button. One push of a button. And it's done. The just shall live by faith. We're told over and over again. We're told over and over again about living by faith. If you can see it, it's not faith. If you can hold it, it's not faith. God has a need met. God had Habakkuk's need met. But he didn't see it because it's not faith. Habakkuk, the lonely prophet. <coughs> Habakkuk, the contemporary of, Jer of Jeremiah. Habakkuk, the one who had got the vision of God that that he was going to raise up a hasty nation. Do we see any hasty nations that will come against us? Do we look? Can we look around and see our United States crumbling? We are supposed to be the land of the free and the home of the brave. Tell me one thing free that you can do. One thing free, other than worship God. How free are you? You're free to worship our masters. Just like they were in Habakkuk's day. It says slavery ended. No, slavery didn't end. It just changed. We're slavery to the bank. We're slaves to the bank. We're slavery to the government. Just like they were in Habakkuk's time. And the priests and the prophets are telling us all times are great. Just like our president up there is telling us. Times have never been better in the United States, but it's going to cost 14% more to celebrate the 4th of July this, July this year than it did last year. Gas is up, electricity is up, food is up, water is up, everything is up. It don't take long to see that what everybody else is preaching ain't coming to pass. But what the Word of God says is going to come to pass. Forever the Lord is thy word settled amongst the heavens. Habakkuk was worried. He was hurting. He was hurting. And then he got to a place 
where he gave it all up. The just shall live by faith. The faith of the Son of God. Miss Peggy, we teach in the majority of churches that you can live any way you want to and be saved. That you can do anything you want to and be saved. That God overlooks your sin. Well, folks, I'm here to tell you, and you can mark this down. If fornication was a sin, when God wrote it, it's a sin now. If sodomy was a sin, then it's a sin now. If idol worship was a sin then, it's a sin now. You see, like I told you before, we've all got our gods. What God are you worshiping? Are you worshiping the God that breathed, spoke the world into existence? Or are you worshiping the God who pets your sin and tells you it's all right? It's all right to do drugs. It's all right to drink. It's all right to commit fornication. It's all right to commit adultery. It's all right. Which God are you worshiping? My God is a holy God. As a matter of fact, in Isaiah and Ezekiel, we are told of the cherubim that fly around his throne 24 hours a day, singing, holy, holy, holy. But God is love. Apart from God's Holiness. God is wrath. Jesus didn't save you from hell. Jesus saved you from God. Jesus, I'm going to say it one more time, did not save you from hell. Jesus saved you from the wrath of God. You want to find out what the wrath of God was? Look, at the crucifixion, the wrath of God was poured out upon His Son. He turned His back upon His Son. Saving you from hell is just a friend's benefit. Jesus, came, when He saved you from hell, He saved you so He could get hell out of you. Jesus did not come and die that you might do everything you want to. Have all the friends that you want to. Sorry about that. I almost had a baptism up here. Jesus is holy. Jesus is holy. Habakkuk was hurting. Habakkuk looked all around him at the Chaldeans which were fixing to come and God had already departed. But Miss Peggy, here comes the good part. You remember this song? Joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. It gets you good from here. He was worried in the first and second chapter, but in the last verse of the second chapter, he said, But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. And in verse 18, he said, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. 
the Lord God is my strength, and He will make my feet like hinds feet, and He will make me walk upon my hind places, high places, and to the chief singer on the stringed instruments. You see, folks, God promised way back then that He was coming back. God promised way back then that he was bringing a hasty nation. God promised way back then that they would be defeated. Habakkuk was downtrodden. He was hurting. But then he looked to God. What will you look to today? Will we look to the 4th of July? Will we look to the celebration? Will we look to the brisket? And nobody in here loves brisket more than I do. To the brisket, I think we have a good brisket many of them. What are you going to do? A backup Lord is in his holy temple. You know where the Lord is? You know where the holy temple is now? Once upon a time it was in the Ark of the Covenant. Now it's in here. The Lord is in here. But the Lord can't be in here as long as he's got to fight your sin. My sin. The Lord hadn't got to be here. Can't be in here. Until you surrender. The Lord is in His holy temple. Folks, we've got a town that's dying and going to hell. We've got a city that's dying and going to hell. That's my little preacher girl. Dying and going to hell. But the Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord is in His holy temple. It's up to us. No one man can do it alone. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Only God. You see, he didn't ask you what you thought. He said it. You see, as long as there's doubt of who wrote this book, it's subject to change. It's either the Word of God or we need to throw it away and go home. The majority of churches, they'll do anything to pump the numbers up. They'll do anything to pump the numbers up. Matter of fact, there's a great movement in the land to have church services scaled back to only 15 minutes. You can't make this up. Church services scale back to only 15 minutes. Because we have such a problem focusing on God that about 15 minutes is all we can stand anymore. So we don't want a preacher up here preaching. We want a live show. We want a smoke show. We want to see God 
fall down. We want to see the Holy Spirit invade. We want to see people running the running the pews, speaking in tongues, healing, all in 15 minutes. Because the people might not be able to hold out for more than 15 minutes for it if Jesus comes. You see, that's why I hate the word revival. I hate the word revival. Churches in America, churches around the world, we don't need a revival. We need a resurrection. We need, we need God to speak. We, said we need to speak to that valley of dry bones. We need a resurrection. Majority of the churches today, they'll announce a revival. Jesus is going to come. The Holy Spirit is going to come on this day. And he'll be gone on this day. I tell you all that story about, I, I uh, saw that deal about 20,000 met worshiping Jesus. And nobody knew they were in town. But folks, I remember a story of when 120 was in a room hiding together and the Holy Spirit came down. You know how to tell if the Holy Spirit come down? Lives are changed. Lives are changed. The way you look at things the way you handle things have changed. The way you walk, the way you talk, the way the way you look at things. Habakkuk. Habakkuk was in misery. Habakkuk wanted a word from God, and God told him, You won't believe it if I told you. God told him, I'm going to raise up the Chaldeans, which is another way of saying the Babylonians. They're going to come in and they're going to take over. We're going to let the best heads out of many of take over. We're going to take sin take over here. We're going to let prostitution take over here. We're going to let the Chaldeans take over here. We're going to let the Babylonians take over here. Or we're going to let them run wild. We're going to let them do what we're going to do. Independence Day. You thought I forgot about that, didn't you, Miss Day? Today is the day to state your independence from the devil. Be free. Be free from the bondage of the devil. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let you walk and talk in the Holy Spirit. Mrs. Day, if you'll come, Miss Pat, if you'll come. We're going to have